Oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. After a fifth straight win for the Sharks, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to Teal Town, USA, After Dark. Don't forget, as usual, to find us on the social media, wherever she may hide herself, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, we're on it all. Make sure to go check them all out and subscribe to all of them. You must. Go do it now, in fact. So, <laughs> I'm AJ Strong here with Ian Reed. So, Ian, um, initial vibes from the game, my brother. It's, I mean, um, there was parts of the game where I definitely thought I wasn't going to make it to the show. Uh, I thought I'd just, you know, face down on the keyboard a little bit, <laughs> catch some Zs. But, uh, you know, um, Sharks picked it up near the end, and here we are after fifth straight win now. Jeez. Yeah. God, remember when the sky was falling about two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I was one of the people trying to hold it up. Uh, so <laughs> uh, let's get into it. Uh, it didn't start well. Uh, Raquel, just over a minute in, and this one had all the feelings of, okay, Sharks have won their last, uh, yeah, last four. Anaheim's lost their last four. All the makings of a trap game, a quick yeah. roadie down to SoCal. And then a minute, what, uh, nine in, Raquel pots one, and you're going, oh, here we go. Uh, sh all, all off a of Shimmick turnover, but if you look at it, it looked like it actually went off the ref. So little, little help there, but Raquel would start it off, and at that point, Ian, you're just like, oh, man, I'm about ready to turn this off. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I was like, I'm doing the show tonight. They're like, you know, on a winning streak. And I'm like, of course, they're going to make me angry. And then people are just be like, you hate this team. You hate them. I hate them so much. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Tomas Hurdle would get things going for the Sharks, tying it up at 647 uh, on a goal that we weren't sure if it was a goal at first. Took a little bit of review. I'm going to ask you this, Ian. Uh, do you think Eakin should have went for the challenge there? Do you think it was a push-in? Or you just say, hey, you know what? It wasn't worth the gamble of giving the Sharks a power play in that situation. I mean, with the way that the... With the way the calls have gone against the Sharks in that situation, if I'm Dallas Eakins, I absolutely would have made that challenge. But, um, you know, maybe just didn't watch enough tape before the game. Because, like, for me, that call's gone against the Sharks every time. Oh, bajillion times. Like, every time. Like, I don't think of a way where it hasn't gone against them. So, um, I mean, the puck went across the line. So that's the first review's over. And, and the puck was clearly across the line. Um, no, if I'm Dallas Eakins, I probably would have thrown out the thrown out the challenge but i'm glad he didn't because one one yeah uh just after that at 8 30 uh prout with would go at it with uh delorier um i'm gonna take that all day every day twice on sundays but you taking our worst defenseman for one of your you know higher end guys or at least one of the guys that's over the age of 24 on that team. <laughs> so so hockey, though, isn't it? Like, the guy just comes back from a concussion. What's the first thing he does? Go gets punched in the head. Like, <laughs> uh, it's so hockey. Well, and it, it also, it's funny when you factored in that he literally played in San Diego last night. Yeah. Had an assist, but was a minus two in an absolute shit show. The worst loss in Barracuda history last night, in case you weren't aware, a 9-3 shellacking after going into the third 
just down 4-3. So that gives you an idea of how bad it was. But Prout turns around, evidently, if based on the broadcasters tonight, either took a Lyft or an Uber. We cannot confirm either way. But, yeah, Prout makes his presence known there, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? So we move on to the second period. Silverberg would give Anaheim a lead. And now what are you thinking, Ian? Ah, uh, damn it. <laughs> You're going to screw me again, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. It's like, again, you know, it's kind of like what you said earlier. It's had all the makings of a trap game. Um, and, and there was a, there was a spot in the middle there where the sharks just had nothing going their way, period. Like the, I think Shalina said it best. They had like negative zone time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate when that happens. Uh, but Tomash hurdled to the rescue again at 1828 with an absolute snipe barred down yeah. from the slot. And you just go, Oh, we are not getting enough of these goals. No, I mean, that's, that's. That's the thing, like with this game last, I mean, last couple of games, you're seeing just things that for the first part of the season, just nothing was going in for the Sharks. And it's nice to see, you know, the law of averages kind of taking effect here. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so to start the third, uh, wouldn't be a Sharks game if things weren't tight and DeBoer didn't activate the line blender. Yeah. <laughs> Which would lead to at the eight minute mark. Brent Burns, again, another one, a snipe of a wrist shot. This one coming on the power play. And at that point, the Sharks finally take a lead. You breathe a little bit. See, and that's the thing with Burns. Like, I, I know Burns likes to just, like, crush it from, from, you know, the circles or from the point. But, like, he's got a pretty good wrist shot that I wish he would use a little more often. Because they don't have to all be, like, 100-mile-an-hour rockets from the point. Oh, absolutely. The fact that, he, you know, he looked a little forward-esque, if we can say that. But, yeah, use that talent a little more often. I'd love love to see that. Yeah. Uh, then, a minute and a half later, Evander Kane would get a shorty. And, uh, man, the, the saucer pass from Couture, that was sweet. To put it on, because it was on Kane's backhand, so he can't get too finesse with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it looked like, I mean, it looked like Kane just got enough of it, too, because that puck was bouncing a little bit, and it looked like, you know, um, Kane doesn't get as what little he did on that. It's going to bounce right over his stick. So, good. I mean, probably luck had a lot to do with it, too, but I'll get my hat off to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there was some talk from the broadcasters tonight about uh, the ice might not be in the best conditions, but right, we move on. Uh, about six minutes after that, we saw a little Jones-on-Jones Jones violence. <laughs> Max Jones off of Martin Jones. And uh, what, what's throwing me off with this one? I missed my notes on this, but there was something odd about this goal. What am I missing? I think it deflected. Oh, went off, off, off Shimmick. Shimmick, that's what, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. So a little odd. What are you going to do? Those are the breaks. That, that's the whole thing is – the Ducks had three goals tonight, and two of them were just flukes involving Shimmick. <laughs> yeah, Shimmick didn't have a great night tonight. It was funny because at first, like, I just, I, I think I just laughed, like, out loud when the puck went through because I just kind of looked up and I saw the puck go through his five hole. I'm like, Jones. Um, <laughs> and then I saw the replay and I was like, okay, maybe I'm being a little harsh here. But, um, but yeah, like, the the initial play, just like, well, that's, that's so Jones, isn't it? Yeah. 
And so now it's a 4-3 game, and you're going, oh, crap. Still plenty of time. You knew they were going to pull uh, Gibson. Yeah. And, you know, you're you're a little buckled at that point. They, they ping one off the post. You could hear that one all the way up here. And finally, Logan Couture says, okay, I've had enough of this. <laughs> Blocks a great shot. Well, I mean, the shot wasn't great, but he picks off the puck, takes it down, buries the empty netter. Uh, basically making it one of those rare Sharks games where the Sharks were able to score four of five ways. So yeah. you got, you know, lazy bastards couldn't have put a penalty shot together tonight. Come on. So, uh, of course, the bad news now coming. Uh, first off, uh, we can put to bed Brody Brazil's two or fewer thing because the Sharks have won a game. Allowing more than two goals. Hey, there we go. Uh, but, of course, the really bad news is Hurdle did go down tonight. Uh, I think it was right after the Burns goal. Yeah. Looked like his right knee maybe buckled in, in you know, to the left a little bit. It's, you know, you, you don't want to see a knee go that way. We know the history that Tomas Hurdle has had with his legs. So, Obviously, I, I can't imagine we're going to hear much tonight. I'm sure if you follow the the usual suspects on Twitter, the beat guys that are in the dressing room, it's probably going to be very little, if any. Yeah, that we apparently hear. Couture said he was fine, but I don't remember Couture's PhD. So I'll, I'll wait and see what they what comes yeah. out of it tomorrow. Hurdle, you know, oh, you just want to be safe and everything, and then uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, so Hurdle's MRI is scheduled for, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks because it was like it was really a nothing play. Like, mm -hmm. it, you know, it was one of those things where it's like you don't want to see Hurdle get hurt, obviously, but you can't even really be mad about it because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, look out, Stan Steele hit him. But really, I watched the way I saw the play. I watched Hurdle glide into Sam Steele, and they just kind of, got tangled a little funny not really anything sam Steele did wrong there like it's just nope. it's like one of those things where um you know you you hate to see a guy get hurt on such a not that not that if you know we could all hate sam Steele would make us feel any better if hurdle's gone for any period of time the sharks are in trouble i think because those forward lines i mean they're they're, they're doing well right now and they're winning games but i mean they can't afford an injury to hurdle no none whatsoever uh, but hopefully he's okay. Uh, yeah, this wasn't a Dustin Brown level hit. Okay, right. <laughs> I think we'll be all right. Yeah, no, exactly. Like it's 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 you know it's a, it's a nothing play. There's not really much you can do other than kind of just throw your hands up and hope for the best for a Hurdle. Yeah. Uh, on the numbers, Sharks out shoot him thirty five thirty two. Faceoffs almost dead even fifty one to forty nine in favor of the Ducks. Uh, special teams. Uh, about even sharks one for three ducks one for four the ducks from what i understand like that had been i boy uh they might have been the mighty ducks of anaheim since the last time they'd scored on the power play so it was they were kind of overdue uh yeah. and and you know and if there's a team that's going to ruin the sharks perfect pk of course it's going to be anaheim uh, <laughs> hits dead even at 18 apiece clearly they don't have the vegas hit counter working anaheim games yeah just saying. <laughs> I'm just just pointing that out there. And then uh, ice time, nothing that really stands out. I mean, the stuff that you would assume was going to happen. Radeal at just over eight. Cambrell just over eight. And this kind of a game when the Sharks are behind for most of the game, you assume that's going to be the, the way that the numbers shake right. out. Right, and nothing was going. I mean, like for the large part of that second period, nothing was happening for the Sharks. 
period. So um, line blender is obviously going to get into, you know, overdrive and here we are. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that stands out for me though, uh, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't, unfortunately I don't have the numbers from the Edmonton game in front of me. Okay. I'm pretty sure Tim Heed played more than nine and a half minutes versus Edmonton. Uh, so Dalton Prout tonight getting nine and a half. Granted, yeah, he spent five minimum in the box. I thought, sure. he, yeah, he did pick up another two. So we spent seven minutes of the game in the box. But that's not what I'm looking for from the five six defenseman. You know what I mean? No, uh, I, but that was. I mean, this I just, is what happens. I know it's why it's is, dumb. Why is and Dalton it's, Prout here? I don't know because I hope because that's Mario Ferrer still hurt. I, I I'm not a Prout guy. No. Um, I Look, I. this is just the stupid things that the Sharks do. Oh, Anaheim's a heavy team. Gotta put in our tough guys. Like, whatever. It's not, they're not the whatever year it was when we faced them in the playoffs. Like, that, they're not that Ducks team anymore. Like, they have some guys that are definitely, uh, definitely agitating, but I don't think they're, they're big, you know? Like, they've got a couple <laughs> of big guys, but they're not like, but they're more of a like a pesky team now. Like they've got a lot of guys that can draw you into do, doing stupid things, like a Max Jones and a Nick Ritchie. Like those guys, those guys are a pain in the butt to play against. Yeah, but we don't. Um, but they're Corey, not. Corey Perry's not on this team anymore. Right. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I mean, it sharks can a shark. I don't know. I, I. I what are you what are you gonna say? Like we knew this was gonna happen. They're, anytime they play a team like Vegas or Anaheim or whatever, they're gonna put plugs in the lineup that don't really need to be there. Um, I would say the same for Lukash Rodil at this point too. Like I don't know what Lukash Rodil brings to the table that was so important he had to be in this game. I wonder if that was just a case of it was like, well, Gregor's had a little bit of a good run. That's nice. Let's see, you know, let's see if we got something else going on. Let's see if Radil feels good today. Who knows? Uh, I Radil did not feel good to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't like. And he had the know, least it, amount of ice time tonight to show it, for it. The last time I ranted about, I ranted about like ice time and players after a win. I got in trouble by people. People yelled at me. I don't want to get yelled at. All right. Well. The sharks, the sharks don't play Anaheim until after the All Star break. So yeah. um, we'll see you then, Dalton. Um, yeah. <laughs> good on you. Uh, so I think that's pretty much covers it. Uh, you know, nothing too out of the ordinary. Uh, there was a few players that you kind of look at and go, "I've seen him play better." Um, Eric Carlson after as good as he, he was, was an adventure in his own zone. I mean, the, the, the stat sheet's favorable, but he was definitely adventure in his own zone tonight. Yeah. Uh, far cry from what we saw versus Edmonton. And that's, you know, that's been my thing is when you're the highest paid defenseman in the league, you want to see Edmonton, Eric Carlson, much more than Anaheim, Eric Carlson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I didn't think he had a bad game. I just thought he was, um, a little more of an adventure in his own zone that I'd like to see. But I mean, um, I, I I thought he played a good game. Someone who's really come on lately that I don't think has got enough credit is is Mark Edward Vlasic. Mark oh, Edward Vlasic's been time. a completely different player. I mean, Vlasic was a guy that I had been pretty much hammering on the daily uh, in the first half of the season, and I haven't really been on after um, this current win streak very much. So um, I want to say, you know, Vlasic's 
been a guy who's really turned his game around. And I think part of that is probably being paired with Carlson because it's a decent pair. The only thing I don't like about this pairing, and you kind of saw it on, um, I think it was maybe the second goal, was there's a whole lot of attempt to stick checks, but not a whole lot of body. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only, if I had a gripe with that pairing, I think that would be my big gripe is that um, these guys are too happy to stick check. And sometimes when you need a guy to just get moved out of the front of the net, just doesn't mm-hmm. happen that pairing. Now, t- to be fair, you know Eric Carlson was the only player that was a plus three tonight. Yeah, I mean he did yeah, have I mean, the best I, plus I, minus, I, but he it again, doesn't. Yeah, I don't want to. Doesn't like, negate, again, he had a good game. Yeah, doesn't negate the fact that for a brief, you know, a little bit of this game, as you said, he was an adventure. Oh yeah, there's uh, definitely adventure time. <laughs> uh, from Curtis Pashelka, thank you, Laurel. Uh, we're told that Tomas Hurdle is unavailable to talk post game because he's getting treatment. So that's uh, all right. We'll see what that means. You know who I thought had a really solid game tonight? Uh, Goody. Goody has just, boy, since they've given him that promotion to the second line and have increased his minutes a bit, he's really showing up. Yeah. um, I mean, I've been really impressed with Barkley Goodrow all season. I thought that um, for a long stretch, like other than Evander Kane, who was the best player on the ice many nights, it was Barkley Goodrow. Um, And that, you know, look at I understand Barkley Goodrow's limitations as a player, but um, I, I think, you know, I really liked uh, watching his play. Yeah. Well, dude, ever since that Game 7 winner, dude, BDE all up in this. <laughs> Just saying. And then, of course, Hurdle, two goals. Logan with the goal and assist tonight. You know, mm-hmm. he had called himself out a few games back saying he needs to do better, and clearly he has. I thought Couture played a solid game, and, you know, he's going to draw the best matchup so uh martin jones above 900 tonight at a 906 so there's that i mean (laughs) you gotta climb back right uh yeah martin jones has shown in the past that he can you know he can string together some games you just want to hope that that stringing together of good games lasts longer than the not so good games because you know you're going to get both of martin jones um, but I, you know, for, for all the, the kicking that Martin Jones has taken it and for, for a lot of it, justifiably. So, um, this last couple of games, he, he's, he's been on and it's nice to see, you know, it's nice to know that you can get your money's worth out of your five plus million dollar goaltender. I know. Uh, now with that, uh, Dell last time you started was the second against Vancouver, we know Detroit, not a great team, although they did beat Anaheim two nights ago, yes? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. So uh, you think you think we see Dell on Saturday against a meh Detroit team? Um, possible, honestly. I would just keep riding Jones, unless it's a back-to-back, keep riding Jones. I'd keep riding well, Jones at this point. See, and that's the problem. There are no back-to-backs until the end of the month. Well, then play uh, Jones until he sucks. Like, Jones is on. I don't, like, but really, though, I mean, like, the last few games, Jones has been on. So why why not play him? Like, keep him, keep him playing. Keep him touching the puck. Like, uh, we've watched Martin Jones play, you know, a ton of games before. It's not like he's not capable of it. No. Um, in my opinion, I would just keep playing him until he gives you reason to stop playing him. Cause right now you're getting the best hockey you've gotten out of Martin Jones all season. Yeah. Well, we're seeing from the comments. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Detroit on three game win streak right now. 
And evidently, Detroit beat Boston, so you can't take these guys lightly. So, yeah, maybe do ride Jones until the end of the month when you play back-to-backs hosting L.A. and then at Arizona. So I'm guessing Dell will probably start the L.A. game. <laughs> probably. Yeah, no, I, I, like, I just think if you're getting the best hockey you've gotten out of Jones so far, keep him hot. Keep him playing. Keep him yeah. touching the puck. Yeah. So... Uh, for those of you unaware, if you're local, if it can make it to the game this Saturday against Detroit, you might want to because everybody is freaking out about the Sharks freak jersey. So uh, I'll be there. Puck Guy will be there. Well, hell, Puck Guy was in Anaheim tonight, so he's all up in this piece right now. That's a lot yeah. of hockey Puck Guy is looking at. Uh, let's see. Any other final notes that I have? Um, okay. So we've talked about this stuff. Uh, yeah, we covered everything. So let's get into just a couple odds and ends. Uh, sure. for, for you football fans, uh, evidently a Cleveland Browns player tonight used his helmet as a weapon and tried to uh, decapitate one of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you might want to follow that. Look for that on Twitter. Uh, that guy will probably be suspended for the season. Um, <laughs> last night, there was a little bit of a, I don't want to say a shellacking, but Mark Andre Fleury last night looked very pedestrian. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. And Vegas fans started leaving early, so just want to put that out there. I don't want to hear any more from Vegas fans. That, we're all we're so great. We're there, you know, from start to finish. Blah blah blah. There's literally video of mass exodus on a Wednesday night. It's not like it was a Friday or Saturday night where it's like, oh, I gotta go hit the nightlife. It's Wednesday night, mass exodus when your team was down. So I don't want to hear that. Welcome to the NHL. You're just like every other fan base. Deal with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the thing that always, I think, bothers me the most about like the, the talk around. Like, all fan bases are like this. Our fan base is stupid. Your fan base is stupid. Mm-hmm. Guy over there's fan base is stupid. They're all stupid. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. just are. If it's not the same, you know, yeah, if it's not the fan base that you're part of, everyone's stupid. Everyone's stupid. Yeah. Uh, so, real quick, I know that uh, Brody and the boys are off the air, so I want to welcome everybody who is joining us now, or who just might be. Remember to um, hit us up on our social media. We got a lot of it. But hit us up, yeah. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, Facebook. Uh, Help us out. Hit that subscribe button right now, and you will be notified because we go live after every single Sharks game, not to mention our weekly wrap-up, the Pucknologist, and some here and there interviews. Speaking of which, I spoke with one Mr. John Totora today. That interview will hopefully be dropping tomorrow, um, but got into some some interesting things about if you're if you're a local Sharks fan, and you're really interested on what's happening with regards to Google and BART and Diridon and all the things that are going to be happening and the changes around SAP Center in regards to downtown San Jose, you're going to want to check out that interview. And like I said, should drop tomorrow at some time. Hopefully have a little lunchtime listening pleasure for you if everything works out right. Yeah. So with that, I'm sorry, I don't have the video and the whole animation piece, so I'm just going to have to do it for you live. Have the goddamn common courtesy to give them a reach around. So with that, we'll drop into 
the NHL as a whole. Again, I like to blast through this. I know Putt Guy likes to spend half the show on this. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Bertuzzi would score twice, yet it wouldn't be enough as the LA Kings were victorious in overtime. The Hurricanes, god damn, we got some overtime games going today. Hurricanes win in overtime over the Sabres in Buffalo. And as I'm looking here, nothing out of the ordinary in that game, so we move on. Uh, the Lightning, absolutely. Wait a minute. Are the Lightning the San Diego Gulls and the Rangers of the Cuda? Because it's the same score. <laughs> Tampa, Tampa 9, Rangers 3. Um, it would probably be easier to give, for me to give you the list of uh, Lightning players that did not score in this game. Uh, <laughs> not going to, but uh, they're... That, that's how it rolls there. Uh, the Panthers lost in Florida to Winnipeg, 4-3. to three. Again, looking at the list, nobody of, of note. These are all things you can find on NHL.com, of course. Uh, Wild 3-2 over the Yotes. Oh, look at that. The Yotes kind of coming back down to earth. Boy, that w- wouldn't that be nice? I would really... Yeah. I would really like that, too, to be honest with you. Dubnik finally coming back after Staloc's, well, okay, we won't go there. Uh, Jesus Christ, in Edmonton tonight, <laughs> a 6-2 victory over the Avalanche. Now, I think it needs to be said, uh, you know, Burakovsky scored both the goals for the Avalanche, but who is Colorado missing? <laughs> Some key yeah. pieces, man. Colorado is playing their third and fourth string goalies right now. Both of their both their starter and backup are out. Um, I know Antoine Bebo came in, former Barracuda. Antoine Bebo came in relief. Um, he's the fourth guy on their depth chart, um, which was kind of funny because today there was like, oh, the Barracuda should have kept Antoine Bebo. It's like he's the fourth guy on their depth chart in Colorado. Like, fourth. Yeah. It's it's not looking good. They're missing some key pieces. So yeah, but uh, the Oilers way to take advantage of that. Uh, McDavid and Drysaitel with all the points. <laughs> the, yes, I mean dear Lord, and not to be forgotten, RNH. I mean it's RNH, McDavid, Cassian, McDavid, McDavid, RNH, and then like Drysaitel assisted on everything. So on everything, right? Uh, the Stars 4-2 over the Canucks. Uh, another one that was uh, kind of an interesting game. Um, Stars-Canucks, I bet you that was that, – that's. I'm going to have to go and look at that because I bet you that was a great <laughs> matchup. However, lazy bastard that he is, Joe Pavelski did not score in this one. Oh. <laughs> Where's the leadership? Yes, exactly. So that's the way the NHL shakes out. Tonight, uh, again, Saturday – it's Detroit. After that, a quick rematch with Edmonton. That should be fun. Uh, by the way, for those of you who were not aware, Drew Remenda was in the house last Tuesday for the Edmonton game, but unfortunately will not be in the house this Tuesday. But let's call the big one out at Vegas. In three games, it's Detroit, Edmonton, at Vegas. Then the New York Islanders. The, you thought that stretch versus like Nashville and Edmonton was a tough one. This, that's this after Detroit, not a lot of fun stretch of games. Yeah, at, between now and Thanksgiving, boy, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun, fun few games. And if the Sharks, if we see the Sharks that we saw versus Edmonton and Nashville, and not the ones yeah. that we saw versus, say, I don't know, Minnesota, <laughs> <laughs> I think we could have a good shot at this. Um, so I think with that, I, any questions from the room? <laughs> I will put that out. Questions. We did have a 
um, Skyler brought up something in the chat earlier that I wanted us to address just how crazy how the second place Arizona Coyotes and the seventh place Sharks are only separated by five points. Dear Lord. Well, let's, okay. Does that now make the Pacific Division good or nah? I, I think it's... Everybody it's, goes back and forth with that. I think it's it's got its teams. Like, I, I think that it's hard to say because, like, there's some teams where I'm not convinced are for real because they haven't been for real before. And then some of your people that teams that you'd expect to be good aren't good. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot of parity in this league, right? I don't think the Pacific Division is maybe the hardest division to play in, but I don't think it's completely dog crap either. Yeah. Uh, question from JF Turner for myself and Ian. Do you think lineup decision of putting in Radil and Prout is more PDB's decision or DW? Uh, it's been That's Pierre DeBoer. Yeah. It's been said bajillions of times. Wilson manages, you know, he's the general manager. He does not tell his coaches how to coach. Uh, that said... Doug Wilson is the one that put this lineup together. So if you give PDB a prout, he going to play a prout. That's that's <laughs> it, right? And that's kind of always been, you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, how could you be mad at Doug Wilson?" you know, when cuz Doug Wilson's built this team and he did good trades and stuff because he has a bad coach and he lets his bad coach do bad things by by arming his bad coach with bad players so he could play bad players. Okay. I don't know if Steve is saying this like sarcastically and making a joke, but this is, I want this on a shirt because okay. I think this is, because I, I mean, obviously you meant parity as in P A R I T Y. Yes. But this is great. <laughs> I want this on a shirt. I don't know if he misspelled that on purpose or if that's autocorrect, but I want that on a shirt. Oh man. Bring hockey back needs that on a shirt tomorrow. <laughs> yeah I, I just i don't know like i i mean he, he doug wilson is is an accomplice to the crimes of the san jose Sharks. a scotch just yeah. a scotch uh but yeah i mean if you, oh, we're winning so yeah who cares happy. but if i mean if you talk to let, I mean, let's be honest go back um two months from from now did anybody have Edmonton leading the Pacific? Did anybody have Vancouver in the top three? No. Or Arizona? I, mean, I, thought, I, I think I said before the season that Vancouver might be a team that gets off to a hot start, hot start like they did last year and then falls completely off. We'll yeah. see. Uh, hold on. Laurel helping us out. Uh, from Rob Iman, do we see Goodrow slide to the center of Hurdle Misses Games? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I good could get eaten alive. Yeah, uh, I, I think I, if anything, honestly, and I know this is scary as crap. I think you might see Marlowe in that slot. Yeah, you'd you'd want to put a, a center in there that's not going to get completely demolished by NHL comp. Look at uh, Hurdle takes a lot of draws against a lot of the best faceoff people in the league. Barkley Goodrow's not on the same no. level as as Tomas Hurdle when it comes to uh, faceoffs. That would just be a complete mismatch um, for the Sharks. The Sharks would get completely owned in the dot if that became a thing, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, Rob Bubble ask, also asking, will Edmonton hit a correction at some point? Well, doesn't everybody? Yeah, I don't. It's hard because like Edmonton has. 
Like they have good players. Like they they, they well, shouldn't they have, have been McDavid as bad. and Drysaitel. They have McDavid <laughs> and Drysaitel. They have Nugent Hopkins. I mean, you have you have James Neal, which I I know James Neal hasn't done a lot lately, but I mean they have. You know, it's not like this team's completely void of talent other than McDavid and Drysaitel. Like this this team should have been more competitive um, than it has been to this point. Um, you know. Uh, Kudos to Dave Tippett for finally getting it out of them. Yeah, no kidding. But the thing is, is you know, Edmonton has streaks. You know, they, yeah. there's you know four against Anaheim, they three against us. Uh, but obviously, they gave up six. But mm-hmm. and they put up four against New Jersey, not the biggest team. But St. Louis five to two, Arizona got them three to two. I mean, they they've they've had stretches. I think. If anything, I would be freaking the hell out if either McDavid or Dreisaitl went down for any length of time. So, yeah, and, and Rob saying like the goaltending, I guess. I mean, yeah, look at I it's not been a much huge better than fan me. of. I, they've they've gotten better goaltending than I thought they would to start the season. Yeah, but um, look, uh, you know, we watched Jordan Bennington come out of nowhere, and you know, goalies. Look at look at guys like Matt Murray who had, you know, a couple of stellar seasons and then fell off. All you need is a good season from your goaltender, uh, and you can get it from the most unlikely of people. Hello, uh, Steve Mason. Hello, Steve Mason. Hello, Matt Murray. You know, like these. I mean, yes. Uh, you know, would I put money on the Edmonton goaltending? You know, staying solid all year. No, I'm not exactly running out to make that bet. But at the same time we'd be foolish to think that you need to have, you know, a Pecorine or uh, a Henrik Lundqvist in net to have success in this league. Yeah. Uh, you can get elite play out of non-elite goalies. Yeah. Uh, Gun, get to the party earlier, would you? We already covered this. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, he said he missed the game. What happened to Hurdle? Uh, you want to get into it, Ian? Yeah. Um, basically, Hurdle kind of just, was drifting into the corner a little bit. Uh, Sam Steele was coming out of the corner. Uh, Hurdle kind of bumped into Sam uh, Sam Steele. It was really, it was a nothing play. There wasn't anything malicious there. Um, looked like they just got their legs kind of tangled up a little bit. Hurdle's knee buckled. Didn't look good. Um, we don't know what the injury is. And Curtis Pashelka, you little tease. <laughs> his headline for his article comes out, Sharks beat ducks, but did it come at a price? Stop it. Stop, Stop it. your clickbaity headlines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, we're getting some more here from uh, Laurel. Uh, well, Curtis via Laurel on Hurdle. I didn't see what happened. I went out on a shift. I think I changed for him. I went out there and came back, and he wasn't on the bench. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, the, the And then via Kurz. Apparently, this is the only injury update we're getting tonight regarding Hurdle. DeBoer was mum, and Hurdle was unavailable because he was getting treatment. So this is all the stuff that we said earlier. Yeah, it, this is we're not going to hear anything until tomorrow morning. Yeah, I, I I'm you know I I'm gonna hope that he's fine, and we'll see what happens if he's you know I'm not a doctor, <laughs> and I don't play. Neither's Logan Couture. Yes. Uh, Sleepy ask a uh, breakdown of Kane Shorty. Awesome analysis. Um. Th- again, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Kane Shortage. Um, that was all on Couture, though, right? Yeah, like Logan Couture makes that play. You know, he puts a pretty saucer pass uh, on Kane's stick, and Kane got enough of it to 
cash in the cash in the gold. They're really, um, I think it was a really nice pass considering how choppy the ice was at that point. Um, Kane gets any less of his stick on it, and that's going to bounce right over his stick or under his stick, and off it goes uh, into the corner. It was a really, really nice goal. Nice. Well, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk at least a little bit about it, so let's go. All right, the absolute shit show that was the Barracuda game last night. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, we're talking a 4-3 to three game. Suamela with two goals in this one, and you're thinking, hey, maybe we can get a hat trick. Something can go on in this one. And then, dude, the wheels just came up. Now playing for Yosef Kornash, Swiss cheese in the third. I mean, everything was getting by this guy. And then... For those of you who are aware, Trevor Carrick, a shark, playing with the Cuda right now. Uh, but his older brother, Sam Carrick, plays for the goals and had a hat trick, finishing the coup de gras on the power play. Uh, were you able to watch most of this or any of this game last night? No, I, I you saw, missed nothing. I saw highlights. Um, no, you didn't. <laughs> Cornish. Yeah, okay, I saw lowlights. Um, Cornish had a couple games like this last year, too, where thing you know he'd look really good for a stretch and then just get destroyed at a period um and, well, he, and he had uh, two shutouts in his first like three yeah. or four games yeah and this is kind of you know this is why i was really when things were going bad i was really resistant to the idea of this guy needs to be called up right now and you know this like i've never like i think he's he's definitely coming along like obviously this game aside and obviously this game you know, letting in that many goals is obviously going to do wonderful things for your stats. But I mean, this is this is why I didn't want him called up because he's not ready. <laughs> Look at Sleepy here. <laughs> there goes my wish for Cornash to be the next Sharks goal. <laughs> I, I think that's gonna. I that's still gonna happen. I just don't think it's it's that close, right? No. Like it's just he's not he's, he's not, not there, there yet, and that's why I was really really res- even though things were as terrible as they were. This is why I was. You know, very adamantly against calling Cornash up because he still needs to. He needs like look, this is his first full season as a starter, and even he's still sharing more time than than I thought that he would be sharing. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see what happens with them. So far, they are winless in the month of November. Hopefully, they can get that turned around, and that will start at Stockton uh, this Saturday. So, no, is that correct? Yeah. This yeah. Saturday, and then hosting on Sunday, Tucson. And remember, that is 408 night, or day, depending on your time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Barracuda versus Tucson, and this is the game where it's 408, and there's going to be a lot of waffle eating during one of the intermissions between Joey Chestnut and, I don't know the other cat's name, something Stony, Mark Stony, Mario Stony, something. Either, either way, there's going to be a ton of waffles eaten. And if you nice. go to the game, you can watch that. You'll get a shirt. You'll get a uh, jersey for 408 night. And hopefully you'll see their first victory in the month of November because right now it's looking pretty tight. They fall into the bottom of their division and they are facing Stockton who are at the top. So I love, I love the AHL further. Just the, the plethora of theme nights and just yeah just the the funny like you know like they the nhl you get like a cool practice sweater not these guys man these guys like game sweaters fancy dancy 
silly, whatever. <laughs> I I love the AHL for this. Uh, oh, one timer correcting me, Matt Stoney. So thank you. There you go. Um, uh, dude, our buddy Felix Chow, who does have a couple really cool articles up on tealtownusa.com. Go check those out. He's asking, this is a looking a bit far ahead, but is there any concern with the progress of the Sharks' prospects for next season, especially keeping in mind uh, Shmolevsky and Checo? Um, Kevin, question. Um, no, I'm not concerned yet. I mean, these guys are their first pro year. There's going to be adjustments to be made, I don't think. Look, like, we're spoiled because we've had so many late-round picks just, like, turn out and be really good really quick right like you still gotta remember like these guys were like fifth and sixth round picks like i'm not i'm not worried like i i i have i i really there's a lot of things in those players um toolkits that i really like it's just adjusting to the pro game and that can sometimes take time like um i they're it's hard because like these are probably the two better like ceiling wise prospects we have in the system so um, I think the expectations are probably a little bit higher than they probably should be. Mm-hmm. And that's really an indictment of our prospect system, to be completely <laughs> honest. Um, but no, I mean, these guys look at I, I I'm not worried about them yet. I'm, you know, let them let them adjust to the pro game. It's not a quick thing. I know they came in, the, you know, in the playoffs full of piss and vinegar and they scored some goals, you know, and so a lot of the expectations are high. But um, look at Roy Sommer doesn't care how talented you are you got to play the game his way and if they're not doing that then they're not going to get ice time yeah they got to adjust that's that's the pro game and that you got to you got to adjust you got to you know um you can say what you will about roy sommer but he definitely does generally a good job of getting the junior out of his players yeah well he's we're also not even mentioning blickfeld uh bergman so there's well and actually bergman i believe is up with the sharks right now but uh i think you know, when a guy deserves it, he's going to get a call up and then he'll be sent right back down. We'll see how long, yeah. how much longer Gregor remains with the team. Um, so that's that. JF Turner asking, when should the Sharks re-sign Shimmick to an extension? Uh, no rush. Whenever. Yeah. When, whenever his deals, you know, what? I, I mean, I'd probably do it Soon, somewhat sooner than later, but if he has like a real down spell, that might be a good time to negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I don't think you want to go. Oh, so I come back and we win all games. I want big money now. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, no yeah. rush. And again, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, that's there's there's also the Brendan Dillon situation that you're going to have to right. face with Thornton and Marlowe. Uh, you know, there's a couple deals here and there. Guys, you're gonna keep anyway. Yeah, for me, that's that's a that's a question for a bit further out. Uh, any updates with Merkley that you've heard? I've heard he's done pretty well with London, but he, haven't heard anything lately. Points wise, is good. Um, he's he's Ryan Merkley. He's you know he puts up points and also looks really dumb in his own zone sometimes. <laughs> um, that's I mean. I, He's he's definitely putting up points with the London Knights, um, but he's probably done some things that has also um, given his coach a few fits. Yeah. Uh, From Kevin Kurz, Hurdle did walk to the team bus without crutches, although he did have a limp from what I've been told. So, eh, secondhand information, who knows how 
severe the limp was. It all comes down to we'll get more information tomorrow, and yeah. if he doesn't play Saturday, then then it's time to start being concerned. Um, and a really good question for me. How, when can we send Prout back to the CUDA? Um, tomorrow. Yeah, I think I think that <laughs> it's like, dude, take your, take, you know, you. I don't know who your Uber and or Lyft driver was to get you from San Diego up to Anaheim, uh, but you might want to see if he'll take you all the way to Stockton. Just saying. Uh. <laughs> yeah, like... What I mean, Peter DeBoer is going to keep him around. I don't know. They're going to carry the like heavy, the heavy team spent. excuse. What, what <sighs> are we playing another heavy team soon? I wouldn't consider Detroit heavy. Uh, no. you, you beat Edmonton without him, so I would say expect Prout uh, back against Vegas and uh, expect Ryan Reeves to probably it, pummel the crap out of him. It depends. Like, like really, it really depends on when Ferraro is 100, right? Because. We haven't got to the point yet where a healthy Ferraro's, at least as far as we know, a healthy Ferraro isn't getting sat for Prout. But I feel like once Ferraro is in, they're going to have to move somebody, and Prout's probably the guy that gets sent back down. You would hope. You would hope. You would but hope. It, oh, it could be Heat. Could be it, Tim Heat. Yeah. Uh, and, and I almost I almost want it to be Heat just so the poor guy gets some time. You know? This, I don't understand. Sure. Or claims on waivers or whatever. Like, just do something <sighs> that poor guy i god i feel bad for that guy but uh I, it wouldn't surprise me if prout plays against vegas just to, no not at all yeah ju- well just to like you know so so kane can chirp at him and then prout can go in and say no mash my face don't mess with kane <laughs> <laughs> so we uh can't afford kane getting suspended again yeah <laughs> so once again thanks for tuning in guys i think we can wrap this uh up in a nice tidy little bow once again as well do us a favor all the social media channels are out there for you at your disposal so please follow us on twitter and instagram hit us up on reddit and facebook and as always hit the subscribe button on youtube with the notification bell and give us a thumbs up certainly appreciate it and any comments you want to leave below by all means do we try to interact with you guys as much as possible and once again new interview should be dropping tomorrow if you are interested in what is going on with google bart vta all the changes that are expected to happen with downtown san jose that could have a potential impact on sap center and your ability to get to sap center (laughs) Yeah, uh, so that should be dropping. Uh, the interview with Sharks co-president John Totora should be dropping tomorrow. And also of note, uh, we're trying to make schedules happen correctly. If possible, you could be hearing a episode number four of In the Reef, hopefully with both Kevin Lacey and Nick Nolenberger. And if things work out really well, without me. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll let Kevin and Nick bandy it about. So with that, we are out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Again, thank you very much for watching. So as we say it, long and hard and and only for Eric Kura's benefit. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Thanks for watching. We will see you all after Detroit. <laughs>